Are you having issues with fatigue, the keto flu, or muscle cramping on your ketogenic diet? Then allow me to introduce you to Keto Vitals. They will solve all of these issues. Keto Vitals is a high-dose electrolyte in a pill specifically created for the unique needs of the ketogenic lifestyle. They use only the best ingredients. In fact, their form of magnesium was shown in a double-blind trial to improve insulin sensitivity. Keto Vitals is 100% guaranteed. If it doesn't work, they will refund your money. Head on over to KetoVitals.com or you can go on Amazon and get free two-day shipping for Amazon Prime members. Use the coupon code KETO1515 both on Amazon and at KetoVitals.com to get 15% off of your order. Keto Vitals. Coming up in episode 1382, Rachel Gregory. Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of lives that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author. You're like the LL Cool J of podcasting. Jimmy Moore. Hey, hey guys, we're back here on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And today, I'm so privileged to welcome to the podcast a lady by the name of Rachel Gregory. She's a board-certified nutrition specialist athletic trainer and strength and conditioning coach. She has a master's degree in nutrition and exercise physiology, a bachelor's degree in sports medicine, and she has a very vast knowledge all about the science and application of this little diet maybe nobody's heard of before. It's called the ketogenic diet, uh, and she uses it uh, and tells people about how they can lose weight with it, improve performance, and overall improve their health. She completed the first ever human clinical trial looking at the effects of the ketogenic diet and CrossFit athletes. We're definitely going to talk about that here in a minute, which is published in the International Journal of Sports and Exercise Medicine. She's presented research at national conferences, works closely with a lot of doctors and scientists who all use this low-carbohydrate ketogenic approach. She's now the founder and CEO of this brand that I love the name, Rachel. Killing It Keto, the creator of the 21-Day Keto Challenge and has worked with a variety of individuals throughout their careers, uh, including a few uh, Division I collegiate athletes, WNBA stars, and some of the top bodybuilders in the world. And these days, she has a passion for sharing all about getting healthy uh, physically, mentally, and overall with a ketogenic approach. What's up, Rachel? Hey, how are you? I need an oxygen mask after reading all of your uh, accolades there at the beginning. <laughs> you did a great job. Oh, well, thank you. Her website, by the way, is what else? Killingitketo.com. And she's all over the interwebs, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere. Killing it Keto as her uh, username. But uh, what's up? We I've known you for a little bit now. I, I say no. It's so funny. In, th- in this day and age, knowing somebody means you follow them on Instagram um, or Facebook. <laughs> but I've yeah. known and watched your work here for a few years. You're kind of new to the scene. So why don't you tell us a little bit more of your story about how you got interested in all this subject of nutrition and how did it lead you to keto? 
Yeah, sure. So um, I got interested in nutrition when I um, was getting my undergrad in sports medicine. Um, I found that I was a little bit more passionate for the nutrition side of things. Um, I still like the sports medicine and, you know, the injury prevention and all that stuff. But I decided to go on and get um, my master's in nutrition and exercise physiology. And so that's where I found keto um, when I was looking uh, for a subject to do my master's thesis on. And I actually, you know, was just looking for a topic and I came across your book, Keto Clarity. Oh, so it's been Um, since 2014 that you did that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I came across your book. I ordered on Amazon and read it in like literally 24 hours and was just fascinated it's by It's an easy everything. read is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I read like almost the entire thing in like one night. That's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like fascinated by it. And um, we were told to find a topic where we could do like a um, kind of something that involved both nutrition and exercise. Uh, so I decided to see how the ketogenic diet could work in a uh, non-elite CrossFit population. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's where my study kind of was born. And um, it was super successful. I'm sure we can talk about some of the results and get get into it a little bit if you want. Can I tell you how glad I am that you did that study? Because if in the midst of when I had Keto Clarity out there and the paleo community was still really strong, they, I would have people come up and say, yeah, that keto thing's all good and everything for mental health and for weight loss. But I CrossFit, I could never do that without my carbs and without my, my uh, resistant starches. And so, yeah, I definitely want you to get into it, the design of the study, how many athletes were involved and what the results were so but thank you is what I wanted to say to begin with that at least you had the the courage to want to test it and and I'm encouraging that more and more within our community of if there's something that's out there that people are challenging keto we've got to test it I recently tested high protein and kind of sharing the results of what that did to me and I think what you've done in a more clinical setting here of testing it um, more scientifically than an N equals one like I did, um, I, I think we need more of this kind of thing. So tell us about this study. Yeah, for sure. So it's funny that you say the paleo stuff and, and that all of that because I actually, at first, before I came across keto, I was going to actually just do like a, a paleo-style diet um, in CrossFit athletes and just see if, you know, the ones on the paleo group could, you know, lose more body fat while increasing performance compared to like a standard American diet. Yep. Um, but yeah. And, but I'm so glad that I came across keto cause it was something that, you know, wasn't in the literature. There wasn't any studies on keto and CrossFit. There weren't even that many studies on CrossFit. It was, it's very minimal. Well, the challenge um, with paleo is it wasn't any one thing, uh, you know, cause you could have a extraordinarily high carb, paleo diet that would be consisting of real foods and then you could have an extremely low carb paleo diet that would also consist of real foods two very different diets so what would you actually be testing the effects of real food i suppose is what it would be whereas keto is low carb moderate protein high fat it's hard to mess that up yeah exactly and that's one of the main things when i after i read your book and I was getting into it, I was like, wow, this is so cool because I can actually see if people are following the diet, not just by, you know, their food logs or them telling me they are, but I can literally 
see, you know, physiologically if they are in ketosis or if they're producing ketones, which was like, that was like the light bulb in my head that was like, all right, let's try this because, (laughs) yeah, because people will, you know, say, okay, I have to be accountable. I have to follow it if, if she's testing me every week to see if I'm doing it, you know? So I thought that was (laughs) exactly. Um, So yeah, so the study, um, basically what I did is I had a local CrossFit gym that I worked out at. And I went and said, you know, would anybody be interested in doing um, a nutritional intervention? And a lot of people at the at normal CrossFit, a lot of people don't, who don't do CrossFit or have never done it before, don't really realize that your average CrossFit gym is just going to be kind of like your average Joe looking to lose some weight and get healthy. Yeah. Um, that's like 90% of the people. And then maybe you have like 10% who are the ones who are, you know, trying to get to the CrossFit games or the regionals or the more elite ones. But like 90% of the people are just going to be, you know, your average Joe. They just want their Um, wad. Exactly. They want a hard workout. They don't want to think about it. They want to lose a few pounds, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, So I just went in my CrossFit and I said, hey, would anybody be interested in, you know, being part of this? Uh, I kind of geared it as like a weight loss type challenge thing just to get people. That's what sells. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And so I had like 30 33 people, I think it nice. was initially. Yeah. Um, and so what was we the mix just, of male and female? Yeah, it was a mix of male and female. There was more females than males. That's just how it ended up happening. Um, but it was a, yeah, but it was a pretty good mix. Um, and so basically we set up this study to be, um, a six week, uh, randomized control study. Okay. So we, uh, had all this, these participants, we got, you know, all their baselines and all of that stuff. And we divided them into two groups, two random groups. So there's about 15 in each group. And so one group followed a low carb keto diet. Um, and the other group followed what they were doing. So they followed like the standard American diet. We made sure that they weren't following any other type of, you know, specific diet. Right. Um, and we also made sure that none of them had followed keto in the past and none of them did. So Doritos Um, and regular (laughs) cereal and toast and all that's on the menu of the standard American diet, or was it the standard American quote unquote healthy diet? It was a standard American. It was mostly the standard American quote unquote healthy. So basically whatever they were doing and most of what they were doing was, um, you know, your average higher carbs, not not necessarily like, yeah, exactly. Toast, bagel with fat-free cream cheese, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of them are even more like even uh, paleo ish, you know, okay, um, but not like the low out. OK. Yeah. So um, still like potatoes and, and rice and all that sure, stuff. The, so. the so-called safe starches. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically we went in. It was a we did pre pre-testing and post testing. We did like a pre-test using a DEXA scan, obviously, to measure their body fat, um, lean mass and all of that. And then we also did a pre-performance test. And a bunch of other measurements as well. Um, and so basically they just, you know, throughout the six weeks, the keto group um, followed a low carb keto diet as I um, kind of outlined for them. And the main parameter, though, was to keep carb total carb count under 50 grams total per day. So that was like the only parameter I gave them. I told them, you know. I obviously gave them sample meal plans and sample food lists. And I said, you know, keep your carbs low, try to moderate your protein and try to increase your fats. Yeah. But I didn't have them, um, you know, strictly track everything. The and have main a diet thing, plan. 
yeah, the main thing they had to track was keeping their carbs low. Got it. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then we did that. And then the, the normal, you know, the standard American group, just American diet group, just kept doing what they were doing. And throughout the six weeks, we measured uh, their ketones every week in both groups. Um, we didn't have the funding to measure blood ketones, unfortunately. Um, did but did you use the urine? Yeah, we used the urine and we had like a machine in our lab that actually spit out numbers for the urine instead of just, you know, changing colors. Right. Um, I forgot what it was called, but it was a little bit more. It gave us like a, uh, a little bit better insight into like the numbers and how much they are producing. It was the Rachelometer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, as you know, you know, in the first few weeks and, and the urine is... It, we just wanted to see that they were kind of producing ketones and starting right. to get into ketosis. And then we also wanted to see that the standard American group was not. So we tested both of them just to make sure that they were, you know, both following what they were supposed to be doing. I um, bet you could have gotten a blood ketone company to donate for this for this experiment. Anyway, hindsight 2020. Go. <laughs> what, what else happened? Yeah, looking back, there was a bunch of things that, you know, obviously you wish you would have done. But um, anyway... So, um, yeah, so after the six weeks, um, we also uh, took food logs every two weeks so we could see what both groups were eating and, you know, measure that and all that stuff. Um, and then they all had to uh, do go to CrossFit at least four times a week. Um, so that was the performance part of it. Was that normal four, four times a week to go to CrossFit? Yeah, four, on average, four times a week is three to four times a week. And then obviously, you know. Basically every other day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So three to four times a week. But the average people, we took um, polls for the people who are in the study to see like what their average was of going to CrossFit. And most of them were all like four to five. Okay. Um, so it was, we so set it on the lower side of things. Yeah. Um, and we made sure they weren't doing any other activity outside of CrossFit. So, you know, we said, you know, don't be going on five mile runs and Can't all run this a marathon, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, you know, that would just skew some of the data. We wanted to keep it as founding variable, we call that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, but also, I, I really wanted this to be a real life situation. So that's why I didn't um, say, you know, you have to track every single thing. A lot of people did track, you know. They tracked their all the all of their food, their intake, but then some people didn't, and you know both both groups, both people in the keto group found success. So that's just sure. kind of talks to how you know it's not a one size fits all. You don't have to track. Some people have to track everything. Some people don't. Um, but anyway, so the results were um, in the keto group after that six week period, they lost on average about seven and a half pounds. Wow. Um, yeah, and then about two and a half percent body fat on average. So just in six weeks. Awesome. Um, yeah, and the cool thing was that they all um, had no significant loss in lean body mass, so they were all able to maintain um, their muscle mass, and they were able to um, increase their performance to the same rate that the uh, control group was able to. Oh, that cuts down on so many mis information that's put out there <laughs> that your performance will decline you're gonna lose muscle i mean wow yeah uh, did that surprise you at all or did you have a theory that that's what would happen well so i the going into it the hypothesis was that the keto group could lose a significant amount of body fat yeah. while maintaining their lean body mass um compared to the control group who 
you know, wouldn't lose any body fat and they would either be able to maintain or uh, increase their lean body mass and performance. Rachel, um, was but, there any previous research that, that led you to believe that there would be this muscle sparing effect because of the ketones? Or did you just assume that based on some other things or what? Just, yeah. So going into the research and just looking at some of the, you know, other endurance uh, research that was out there with, you know, Finney and Folick. And, and then there was some there is there was some, you know, strength and performance um, research that was out there. Not too much, but. Um, and nothing with high intensity CrossFit stuff, but some of the more, you know, traditional strength training, there was a few, um, research articles out on that with, you know, sparing muscle with keto. Um, so, but honestly, I really didn't even know what to expect. I kind of just went into it like, Hey, let's do this and see what happens. Um, well, and that's good science not to have yeah. any preconceived notions about it. You'd certainly have theories and anybody that pretends a scientist doesn't have biases um hello they're human they're going to have some theory in their head of what they think will happen but good science res uh, reports what happens regardless of whether it fits their paradigm or not yeah exactly and um on the performance note though like i you know explained to them that you know in the first week or two you might have a, a decrease in performance and i really emphasized um having like you know upping the electrolytes and that type of thing because yes. i experimented with my with it myself and that's kind of what I fell into I was you know not replenishing my electrolytes I was I was I was you know afraid of fat so I was going low carb low fat at the same time Ooh, bless yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of got those over that now though right yeah yeah <laughs> I got those mistakes you know kind of did it for myself and then that so I was able to kind of uh explain to them these these little things and, and help them through it. So I think that's... What that, do you say in Keto Clarity, fat is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of success with that. And um, after that, I kind of just rolled with it and, you know, just kind of became my passion looking into keto and doing more research and, um, yeah. How would you like to test your blood ketones for just $1 per strip? Join the Keto Clarity Club at bestketonetest.com for the Keto Mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing. And join the club to get $1 strips when purchased in vials of 50. You get to choose how often that they will ship to you and you'll still get that $1 price per strip. And while you're at bestketonetest.com, make sure you get the meter. And we also have glucose strips sold in vials of 50 and you'll get $5 off with the coupon code JIMMY. There's also the Ketonian Special kit which allows you to get the meter lancet as well as a starter pack of blood ketone test strips again it's bestketonetest.com for the keto mojo blood ketone and blood glucose testing bestketonetest.com have you been interested in trying the new cutting-edge technology of exogenous ketones but didn't know where to get started? Let me introduce you to Perfect Keto. Visit perfectketo.com jimmy and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto was created by a functional medicine clinician who developed this unique formula for maximum efficacy. It's great tasting and the most affordable exogenous ketone 
supplement you can find that raises blood ketone levels up to 1.5 millimolar to help increase mental focus, boost your energy, and commence fat burning. It does not contain any soy, dairy, gluten, artificial sweeteners, binding agents, or anything that doesn't directly improve your health. The synergistic power of a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat, ketogenic diet with perfect keto exogenous ketones will have your body running optimally. Perfect Keto is available in delicious chocolate sea salt and peaches and cream flavors. Each serving comes with 11.38 grams of high-quality beta-hydroxybutyrate for maximum ketone boosting while adding in magnesium, potassium, cocoa, stevia, and vitamin C for extra micronutrition. Again, try Perfect Keto for yourself at perfectketo.com jimmy and be sure to use the coupon code LLVL at checkout to get 15% off your order. Perfect Keto. I'm curious what uh, what you heard as feedback from fellow uh, sports medicine people or even just fellow people within the greater nutritional health world uh, when this study got published in the International Journal of Sports and Exercise Medicine. What was the feedback? I'm sure you had a little bit of pushback of, okay, yeah, 33 people. That's great, Rachel, but... Let's do a huge trial, or or did you get anything like that? Yeah, I had you know some some feedback with like you know the six weeks being too short, and um, just even from like my they're just feedback from other people. You know, even like my advisor, he was so surprised at the results. Um, but that just shows you that you know there was there was a limited bias because I had an advisor who. Um, was kind of not was kind of against the keto diet. He's the you know the um, clinical director of the whole dietetics program and, and <laughs> my undergraduate grad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but that was pretty cool having someone who you know was advising the study who doubted the results. Obviously, or not the results, but doubted you know that this would work. And then when the it did, he's like, study, oh. yeah. yeah, he was like, oh wow, this is cool. And and it, we went back and you know reviewed the data like multiple times just because it was. It was crazy. But yeah, so there was some pushback with, you know, in the CrossFit community and, and stuff like that. But there was also a lot of um, a few people who were saying, you know, if you're an elite CrossFit athlete, like you, you need the carbs. And, and that might be, you know, um, to some extent, obviously true. Well, and that's the thing. Yes, they can have the carbs and yet they can still be fat adapted because they're using up the carbs within their performance. I think this is what gets Mm -hmm. lost in this whole discussion of you can't be keto and be an elite athlete. Elite athletes can have a much higher level of carbohydrate, even upwards of 150 to 200 grams in the midst of performance. And yet you test their ketones three hours after the race or whatever the performance is. They got ketones, and so they're still ketogenic <laughs> at that level. I think we we try to put ketosis in a box and yeah. say, well, you can only stay 50 grams or less all the time, regardless of the circumstance, and that's silly. I think in the case of an elite athlete, the fat adaptation in a trained state helps you so that the day you do do your performance and you have this big bolus of carbohydrate if you choose to do that for very glycolytically demanding purposes, you're going to stay fat adapted. Yes, it'll burn through the glucose, but then what does it burn? It burns fat at that point. So it, it, it's I, I know it's uh, frustrating for someone like yourself who's trying to explain this to people. Mm-hmm. 
No, you said it. I mean, exactly what you said is exactly what what I try to explain is that, you know, uh, it's, it's different for everybody, you know, our amount of carbs, all of that. And for elite athletes, they, I feel like every type of athlete can benefit from being fat adapted just because of the recovery, the energy levels, the, the mental clarity, the mental stamina. CrossFit is a very mental sport. It is a very, you know, intense sport, but it's also a mental sport as well. Like, do you have that mental stamina to get through those, those, you know, short workouts and those longer workouts? And if you're fat adapted and, you know, we know all of the neural benefits to keto, that's, I think that that's a huge thing. And then also the recovery, you know, there, these, we have these elite CrossFit athletes who are doing two to three workouts a, a day. Yes. If they could have a higher level of recovery, um, less inflammation, being able to, you know, just, you know, recover faster, all more stamina, all that, um, that's just going to make their workouts and their performance even better. So you said it, yeah. And so you said it perfectly. They can, they use the carbohydrates as their tool, um, to push past, you know, the other people who are dependent on who are those sugar burners who are, you know, need those carbs for energy. Whereas the fat adapt fat adapted athletes can use those carbs to their advantage as, you know, a tool in the toolbox. So, yeah, I almost hate defining ketogenic as the carbohydrate level because there's such variance from people that are incredibly insulin resistant who have to have next to zero uh, Mm -hmm. in order to just make their body work well. And then you've got very elite CrossFit uh, game type of athletes who could get 150 grams of carbohydrate and both of those are a state of ketosis. So it's almost like we, we need to remove the carbohydrate content out of the discussion. I mean, obviously, from a general health standpoint of non-elite athletes, 50 grams or less tends to be pretty ketogenic for most. But within the context of just saying ketosis, you could probably reach ketosis depending on where you are physically uh, and metabolically at any given time. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then having, you know, the whole metabolic flexibility thing is like huge because that's that's really the main goal. It's, you know, long term, you want to be able to be more metabolically flexible and, um, you know, use these two fuels to your advantage. So, yeah, yeah I think so that's Rachel, huge. any future uh, experiments in there or was that just for your your master's uh, thesis? that you did that or do you have any other ideas for more research? Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to do another, another study in, you know, CrossFit athletes, maybe some more elite CrossFit athletes, um, down the line. Um, and obviously, you know, getting them adapted and it's hard with elite athletes because, you know, they don't want to, you know, mess with their performance now. So it's, oh, yeah. it takes a little bit longer to, you know, convince them and you'd have to do it in off season, all that stuff. So possibly, you know, down the line. And then I'm also, I'm in San Diego now working with some local doctors and we're, um, trying to, you know, just get the word out there about keto. And we've had a lot of success only in the past, like five months. Nice. Um, and so we're tracking some data with that. And I have some uh, one of the local doctors I work with, Dr. Brian Linskis, he is an internal medicine doctor and he works with a lot of type 2 diabetics. And he has just within like a six month period, um, when he first uh, discovered keto, he took over 10 of his patients, his type 2 diabe- diabetic patients off of insulin. Wow. Um, so he was 
you know, right away he was convinced. And then we have another cardiologist here, Dr. Brett Schur, um, who is working with a lot of patients as well. And so we're trying to build, you know, a low carb keto community here in, in San Diego. And then also working with Doug and Pam from low carb USA. They're local here too. How did you get your foot in the door with these medical professionals that weren't already keto? What'd you say? Hi, I'm Rachel Gregory and I'm going to change your practice. Let's go. And (laughs) how did that work? Well, when I, I actually just moved to San Diego back in October and um, I was introduced to these two medical doctors uh, through Pam and Doug. And so Dr. Linskis had already been, um, tr- he already did keto for himself about four, I think it was four or five months ago before I met him. And he, you know, had, he was a little bit overweight and he lost, you know, dropped 30 pounds, was feeling amazing started implementing it with his patients. Um, so they, these few doctors were already, you know, convinced before I came here. Um, but the, I, and then we kind of said, all right, let's, let's do something. So we, um, Dr. Linskis set up a free, uh, seminar for, it was like a five week seminar every Sunday. Um, and Monday we would have different talks and we, um, hosted at a local, you know, church. So it was free and people came and we had over, I think it was like over 200 something people come over the five week period. Wow. Um, yeah. And we just kind of created this community here where we could, you know, reach more people. And, you know, with Dr. Linskis and, and Dr. Sure, they like the idea is to go and teach other doctors and other healthcare, um, uh, practitioners and nutritionists and dietitians and, you know, kind of go in and say, Hey, this is, this is what, this is the results that we've had. Um, this is the research, this is what's going on and, and try to explain it to them. And, and, you know, like I said, just get the word out. Sure. So So Rachel, I'm I'm dying to ask you killing it keto Where'd that come. (laughs) I know you're a millennial, but that's kind of, that's kind of, it it catches your attention a lot more than living La Vida low carb does. (laughs) (laughs) No, I like yours. I, I was jealous of that name when I, when I was going on Instagram. Mine was relevant when Ricky Martin was relevant, but. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's still, I mean, people still, still know that. What's funny is when you type in living La Vida loca. You actually find some of my work now, so it's kind of turned oh, right. around. Thank you, Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I actually, so this whole keto, killing it keto started because um, I was taking pictures of my food. Like I was, you know, taking pictures of my food and making new recipes and stuff. And my friend, my best friend was like, you should start an Instagram, like a food Instagram just for fun. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then, you know, I kept just taking pictures and testing recipes for myself. And she was like, you really got to do it. So I started, you know, an Instagram and I didn't know what to to call it. And I just was like, all right, killing a keto kind of, you know, flowed off the tongue. Yes. Yeah. And no one else had the handle. So I was like, all right, I'll just do this. And, you know, I can change it later if I want. And then so that's really where the name came from. And then. I guess I start, I opened my LLC probably like eight months later and I was actually um, kind of debating whether or not I wanted to change it because, yeah. you know, it was not super professional, but it was, you know, trendy. <laughs> it gets so your like, attention. Yeah, exactly. So I was it, like, Had what? you run this by me, Rachel, and I get a lot of people run their their ideas for branding by me. And and had I seen Killing It Keto, I'd have been like, gold, go, run, run with it, trademark it, go. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I just stuck with it. And, you know, 
it's it's been fun and and that's the idea too it's like you know i wanted my uh my instagram and my website and, and everything that you know my business represented to be something that was you know fun and welcoming and still had you know the science and all that stuff but you know at a pace that people could you know relate and and actually use and put in their lives and and not just you know I don't know, just something that was relatable and fun and and all-encompassing, I guess. You know what's happened with it, uh, and it's a positive message as well, you're killing it keto. Uh, What's happened is now when I see killing it keto, I think Rachel Gregory, just like a lot of people when they hear living La Vida low carb, they think Jimmy Moore. Uh, I had a company want to buy living La Vida low carb from me, and I was like, there ain't enough money in the world. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about this 21-day keto challenge, which uh, I think a little birdie told me you might be turning into a book as well. So tell us about this. (laughs) Yeah, so that actually came about at my CrossFit gym when I moved back to Florida after my uh, master's thesis. We, um, I was, you know, working out there and a lot of people were like, you know, what's keto? They saw me doing it and they followed me on Instagram. And so the owner of the gym was like, why don't you just do a seminar related to keto? And so we called it Keto's and Tito's Night, and that's where that was born. Um, and we decided, you know, if we have free alcohol involved, then people will show up, and Tito's they did. Tito's and Tito's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was a success. And then after the seminar, people were like, "All right, where do I start? What do I do?" What um, was so the I, Tito's, by the way? Was it like hard out, hard liquor, and lime juice, or something? Yeah, we just did, you know. Tito's vodka, we did some sparkling water and some lime juice. It was, right. you know, simple. <laughs> kind of a NorCal um, margarita a la Rob Wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we had a bunch of participants. It was probably over 50 people joined the challenge, not just from the CrossFit gym, but I kind of advertised it to, you know, people like my family members, friends, coworkers, all that stuff. So a bunch of people joined and it was a huge success. Um, we had, we built like an online, you know, Facebook group community, um, and people were just sharing their, you know, success every day, sharing what they were doing, all that stuff. Um, so I decided to turn it into a challenge where you could, um, join every week. Um, so that was kind of like an ongoing community on ongoing, um, building challenge. And that's, yeah. you know, what it turned into with, uh, my business. And so now, that's what I offer. I offer, you know, I do a 21 day challenge. Um, and I found that the, having the 21 day challenge, having a new topic related to keto every day was a lot easier for people to kind of say, okay, I get, I get it. Instead of throwing everything at them at once. Um, you know, a book is very, it's helpful because you're going to get all that information at once, but if you're getting little pieces each day over like a three week period, you absorb better. Exactly. So I found that that worked very well and that I had a lot of good feedback with that um, from the people who did it. They said, you know, at first when I tried to do this, I was so overwhelmed. I was There's so much conflicting information. I didn't know where to start. Um, so that's kind of where it was built. And then I've just been, you know, adding to it every single day and, and you know, putting in new features and just different things. And so I do that. And then I also do some individual consulting as well. So. Sure. 
Well, and the 21 days is a good kind of number for changing a habit. It's well known now in kind of our culture, give something 21 days and you can change a habit. And so I know my friend Diane Sanfilippo did the 21 day sugar detox. So now you have a 21 day keto challenge. So is it going to be turned into a book? Yep, it actually is in the process of being turned into a book. So congratulations um, as from one <laughs> author to a future author. I uh, I pray for you now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need it. Because <laughs> you've already been through a lot of the manuscript writing already. So you and I've seen some of your Instagram where you've where you've shown about this process. It's it's a lot harder work than people think, isn't it, Rachel? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and the manuscript part, like the first half of the book, also obviously takes you through the challenge, and then the second half is um, over a hundred recipes. Wow. Um, so with the because we want to have obviously have this book. Um, be geared towards the challenge, but then as a resource, you know, past it. So make it a lifestyle. Here's, here's more recipes. Here's, you know, more ways to make it into a lifestyle and for it to be enjoyable and sustainable and all of that. Um, so the, yeah, that is definitely a very, uh, time consuming part of it. Testing the recipes and all of that is, it's a lot. (laughs) But it's so worth it when your baby's out there. I mean, I still, to this day, all these years later, it's, it's gratifying to hear keto clarity kind of got you into this world and helped you understand it. And one day, um, I'm going to try to, when your book comes out, to read yours in one day uh, to to kind of flip the script on you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be awesome. (laughs) Hey, and if you need any blurbs or anything like that, I I, I know a few people that could uh, help, and uh, that includes Jimmy Moore if you want (laughs) to. want to throw it my way and we'll be happy to help you in that way again her name rachel gregory go check her out you guys she's killing it at <laughs> killingitketo.com well rachel thanks so much for joining us here today on the living la vida low carb show thanks for having me i enjoyed it coming up next time on the living la vida low carb show We'll have the latest updates with the Ketonics Breath Ketone device with Michelle Lundell. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Disc of Light.